0: But for now, one yep. man who has spent a long time on the road and has continued to spend more time on the road and he's over in the UK right now and he likes a lot a lot of the same things that we do, mate, in terms of golf and, and a punt and obviously cricket and all other sports as well. Is an absolute legend of the game, a champion bloke, and we are so privileged on Baz and Izzy for breakfast to welcome Shane Warne to the show. Good morning, King.
1: G'day, guys. How are we?
0: We're good, mate. We're good. We're pretty excited to have you on, to be honest, King. Crikey. Such a <laughs> calibre of guest as yourself. And we know you'll be up and about as well after the English tactics of today.
1: Yeah, oh, <laughs> that was fantastic to see. Well, long live Test cricket, I think. Amen to that. Um, I thought it was a fantastic Test match and a great advert for Test cricket. Um, to watch what the England team went away for- This morning, turning up to the game, thinking, oh, well, a couple of early knock over Pamp will win this, chase down 180 or something. And now they're standing there, scratching their head, said, What went wrong? And what went wrong was horrific (laughs) tactics with um, five, six, seven fielders on the fence, bowlers standing at the top of the mark, looking around, saying, How am I going to get some of these guys out? Got a bit too emotional, too much short stuff. And in the end, the best team won, and that was India.
0: Yeah, that's that's fascinating to say that uh, they got a bit emotional and started bowling too much short stuff. They almost took their eye off the price, didn't they? And, and the experience of that bowling lineup, you think, would be better than that with, led by Jimmy Anderson. But Joe Root, to me, he's warning, he's such a gun, gun player, but he just has this tendency to step back, doesn't he, when, when the pressure sort of comes on and, and he really should step forward. Is that fair?
1: Yeah, look, I think he's he's probably in the best form of his life. He's had probably, you know, three or four years ago, he was in the conversation as one of the top few batters in the world. And in the last three years, you know, Kane Williamson, Virat Kohli, Steve Smith, they're the big three. And then just that next run down, you've got the, which is no disrespect, but the Ross Taylors and Joe Roots and all those guys in the next run down. And I think that sort of hurt Joe, that he wasn't mentioned in the top three players. And, um, I think the way he started this, he's definitely back in that conversation, but uh, probably needs to do it a bit longer. Captaincy, tactically-wise, I think that's where most people sort of, if they want to uh, have a go at Joe or analyse Joe, it's more about his captaincy and his tactics. That's been, you know, you think back to New Zealand, the first Test match at Lord's. Like, I thought Kane Williams and the New Zealand team were brilliant and just said to you guys, OK, chase 270 and 75, let's see what you got. And they didn't even have a go at it. So for me just the way England ha- England have to decide what they stand for how do they want to play the game and under Joe's leadership it's all a bit too conservative for my liking I think that's just in their batting order and the way they pick their team I think they've got to start being a bit more aggressive if you look at the top openers in world cricket over the last 10 years or so probably the most successful would be David Warner and Verinda Sehwag over the last 10 years I'd say unless you want to throw someone else out there and they were aggressive opening weren't they so I think they've got to look at their style of play and the way they want to play the game, England.
0: Warney, where did England go now? You spoke about, um, you know, Gilchrist, uh, very Seawag, su- uh, guys. Like, who do they have that can come in that can bring this aggressive and actually change the, the mindset that, that England have at the moment?
1: Well, I was very surprised they got rid of Zach Crawley. I, I think, yeah, he look he hasn't got the runs that he probably would like. But the one question you have got to ask yourself is, can this guy play? Yes, he can. He got 200 against the Pakistan side at uh, Southampton when it was nipping all over the place against quality attack. So he's had played in Sri Lanka and in India where there were absolute minefields in uh, India and no one from either side got any runs um, after that first Test match. And then here against New Zealand, played a couple of shots and good bowling against New Zealand. But to leave him out and play Sibley and Burns with their techniques at the top of the order, I just don't see how you could drop Zach Crawley and leave Sibley and Burns in. I just don't see that. So, for me, Zach Crawley should be opening the batting for England. He puts pressure on the bowler. He's got some shots. But what I don't think anyone has actually looked at with England is whoever is playing against England. Their bowlers get in form, they get their rhythm up, and they're on top of the batting side because the Sibley and Burns don't look to score. They just look to survive. So, there's no pressure on the bowler. So, whoever comes in next, the bowlers have their tail up, and it's really hard for those batsmen incoming after those openers. So no one's really spoken about that. Um, as a bowler, if you know if someone... If you're bowling to you, Baz, you know you're going to smack you out the park. Where if you're bowling to Sibley, <laughs> he's not going to score, so I've got my rhythm up. So I think mm. they've got to look at that too.
0: Or die trying, I think, is, is probably what most people would say. <laughs> exactly. If you don't head out of the park... No, nah, well, that's right. You die in the hole, or you die trying to 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 be aggressive, right? And that's that's sort of what yep. you know. You look. You mentioned Rishabh Parr at the top of of the chat, and that's why he's such a must-watch player, isn't he, Warner? He's just he he could take a yep. game away from you in, the, in a heartbeat.
1: Yeah, he can. And we, are, you know, and in your side, when you look down your 11 players when you walk out the field, you say, right, who's my match winners? How many match winners in there? If they have a good game, they can turn it on their head. And I look down at England's side there, they've only got a couple. If you look down at India's side, they've got half a dozen match winners there, Rishabh Pant being one of them. He can take the game. He bats for a session. He can take the game away from you. I thought his maturity came in Australia uh, when Australia, you know, when you look back to that series, bowled India out for 36, went 1-0 up. Mm-hmm. Virat Kohli goes home. There's injuries. It's India's third 11 against Australia. <laughs> and they Australia should have bowled them out in Sydney. They didn't. They hung on. And then they won in Brisbane where Australia hasn't lost for 35 years through Australia's horrific, horrible tactics. Um, <laughs> you know, they were just terrible, Australia. But India played well. So <laughs> I thought when Pant got that 100 in that last test match at the Gab, I thought that was a turning point for Rishabh Pant. He's probably my favourite player. I love him.
0: Yeah, same. He's up there with me as well. Hey, um, Warney, let's have a bit of fun as well. I spoke to Morgs last night, who you're coaching the London <laughs> spirit over there. You've had COVID. You've played bugger golf, which is upsetting for you, Um, and your team is just chasing a little bit of luck. But the skipper was in good form, and he was saying that um, that he's absolutely loving working with you as well. You must be enjoying the competition and just being back in the UK and and being in the head coaching role.
1: Yeah, look, it's something... Look, I've been obviously in TV for a long time since I finished playing. Uh, I've had the odd role here as a mentor in the IPL, which has been pretty good, and I've enjoyed working with the modern-day players and trying to pass on some of my knowledge. Uh, having the opportunity, I put my toe in the water to be head coach here. One, you know, at Lords of uh, the new competition was very exciting. And the ice cream, you know, the cherry on top was to work with the best white ball captain in world cricket in Owen Morgan. So working with him has been fantastic. We've been, look, we haven't quite been good enough. And our big players haven't played well enough in this 100 comp. But having said that, five of our seven games have got down to the last couple of balls. So, you know, we just haven't sort of had the rub of the green or just been good enough or, had that class to get over the line. Um, So that's been disappointing. Um, But we've seen some emergence of some young players. I think the competition's fantastic. And I hope that the ICC are looking at it and maybe incorporate some of the rules in the 100 into maybe some of the T20 comps around the world, whether it be the IPL, whether it be the Big Bash. One being um, the time. I think the T20 games have just got way too long. Um, So the time, the restrictions, the penalties about having a fielder if you don't bowl your overs on time, or your balls on time, the 96 ball, then you have to have one fielder extra inside the circle. So that's a good penalty. Um, and I think when the new batsman comes in, he's always on strike. I think that's an excellent rule as well. So there's been a few other ones that have been pretty good, but the 100 competition has been very well received. and I thoroughly enjoyed being part of the modern day players, listening to the way they think about the game, and sitting around chatting over a glass. And um, unfortunately, not playing enough golf because I got COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. How was?
0: Mate, talk us through that, bloody little bit of scare COVID. Are you you right now? You out of it?
1: Well, don't take this as any sort of um, gospel. And this is actually a bit (laughs) tongue-in-cheek. So before I get crucified for saying this, all I'm saying is I thought if I smoke 100 cigarettes a day, I could kill COVID. But it didn't really work, I ended up on a ventilator, so it wasn't, um, <laughs> it wasn't ideal. <laughs> <What>? um, so, <laughs> if so, anyone yeah, could, it would be you, <laughs> King. <laughs> so yeah, it didn't quite work out too well, so I had to have the 10-day isolation, but luckily I'm up and uh, up and about now.
0: Definitely oh. tongue-in-cheek as well. Hey, mate. <laughs> it is cold. So, so, mate, how's about this? So... So we have all played the New Zealand Open, right? So Izzy myself, yep. and the star power of you and and Ricky Ponning and Flemo. So we saw Hardy the other day, John Hart. We saw him in Auckland, and Izzy and I said, "Oh, looking forward to the New Zealand Open this year." And he said, "I'm not sure if you're going to get the invite yet." So <laughs> so we're waiting. We're hoping. We're hoping that that you, Warnie, as a star power, might be able to just put in a good word for us, if that's possible, mate.
1: Well, Baz, if you're not playing, I'm not playing, mate. I haven't got an invitation either, so maybe we could both try and uh, brown nose up the right people and try and get an invite.
0: <laughs> well, if they're not inviting <laughs> Warnie, then the tournament's going to fail. That's all I can say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, look, it's, oh, great mate. You're it's a great You're champion. It. Um, it's, um, it's a wonderful tournament to play in. And any, oh, look, I don't think there's any other sport in the world where you can play with some of these pros and um, watch the way they play. Like, I play in the Dunhill up here in Scotland as well. And you're playing with Ryan Fox, who's um, become a great mate over the last five or so years. We've been playing together up at the Dunhill. And just to watch these guys play in competition, playing for €5 million, and we're next to them hacking it up the fairway, I mean, it's, it's... There's no... There's no other sport in the in the world where you can actually watch these or compete with these guys in proper competition. You couldn't say, "Look, come out to the MCG and uh, come and come and face uh, Shaw Bakhtar, just just rolling his arm over at 95 mile an hour and just have a hit, will you?" You know, like you are just in front of 90,000, you just can't do it. So, to have that privilege and that, I'm very grateful for the New Zealand Open, um, the Dunhill Links to have those invitations and play some golf and hack it around. It's good fun
0: too right and we've had some good times over the years as well down there in Queenstown let's hope those continue hardy hey um mate just uh fast forward a little bit and obviously your country's going through a bit of difficulties around COVID and and Mm -hmm. the cases are starting Mm -hmm. to creep up as well but there is on the calendar the big series later on this year well this one's a big one over there now but another one later the ashes How, how do you think the ashes are gonna are gonna unfold
1: yeah, look, look, with the COVID on a serious note, look, it's it's been horrible um, how it's affected so many people. Um, businesses, mental health of people at the moment is going through the roof as well. Um, so it is a serious issue. I just think watching over here in England, um, they're having around 50-odd thousand cases a day, but they're learning to live with it. Everyone who's got on board with the vaccinations are getting double-jabbed, and they're just learning to live with it. I, I don't think it's realistic to think you could have a country that can be COVID free. Because I think you do have to, I mean, New Zealand's the same as Australia. I think, you know, tourism is so important and we're not letting anyone in the country. So businesses there, these continual lockdowns, England haven't had lockdown, but they're getting 50,000 cases a day because they're refusing. They said, you know what? We're gonna learn to live with it. And I look at Australia, New Zealand, I think, well, I think it's unreal, as I said, unrealistic to be COVID, completely COVID free. My advice by watching it over here, Everyone get double jab, so you can travel. We can open up tourism and get people back into our countries because it, that's so important to us. Um, but, yeah, you know, and if we keep continue down this road with these 14 days, 28 days quarantine for some of the Olympic athletes that just came back to South Australia, 28 days. I mean, that's, that's inhumane. You, you just don't need mm-hmm. that. It's just ridiculous. So, uh, look, if that effect, it's going to affect the ashes. I mean, I'm not sure. There's a lot of talk about... A lot of the players can't, won't come because of the 14-day quarantine, and I understand you've got to respect the rules of the country. But is it right? I, I don't know if it's right. Um, so look, it'll be interesting to see. Look, the Ashes is the oldest trophy in world cricket, um, and it's something pretty special. So I hope that it can go ahead with both teams being full strength in front of crowds. So we, you know, we watch sporting events over the last two years when we've watched them with no crowds, and we've watched it with crowds. And in this COVID, you know, this pandemic that we're seeing, any sort of joy we can bring to people, it's got to try and go ahead. So, you know, let's hope that the sport is one of the biggest things in the world right now and one of the most important things for mental health issues and to put a smile on people's faces. So let's hope the Ashes can go ahead later in the year.
0: Uh, You're an absolute champion. Morning, mate. We've got a text here. I'll just read this one out. Fabulous interview, boys. The best cricketer I've seen in my lifetime to date. The sport's in a good place right now. Couldn't have said it any better, mate. We really, really appreciate you taking the time to chat to us here on Baz Cheers, and Izzy Breakfast. and I'm looking forward to catching up with you over it um, at uh, in Australia for the Ashes, mate. It's going to be really cool. i coming over to, to I'll cover see
1: it you too, in Queenstown, so bud.
0: To buying your beer.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, look forward to it. Thanks for having me on, guys. Great to chat, and look forward to seeing you soon, back. Right, take care. Thanks, Warney.
0: Oh, Izzy, these man, that was unbelievable. Yeah. He is an absolute cat. Ch- Look, let's be honest, mate. I'm sitting here, and I'm I'm muted. I've gone mute because I'm, like, just <laughs> in awe of the man. I'm, like, so nervous because I don't know what to say. You know, I don't want to ruin the interview by saying something absolutely dumb. So I've just said to you, you go, Baz. You go, Baz. I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> ah, he is the king. Shane Warne, how lucky are we here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast? That was one we'll remember for a long time as well. We hope you do too. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day.
1: Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why Tyre Power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely, and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 132191.